happy to be here with y'all and uh we got so much content for y'all this summer we're doing so many big things today we're talking about the new uh season of stranger things oh yeah and uh i got i got a part of the crew with me probably the, the two largest enthusiasts on uh, stranger things and uh across from me in the lot the the, the loungy chair i got it's your boy Double Black, ready to get back into the upside down and play some mind flayers with y'all. Mm. And then across from him, I got Cord Winter Blurred, always down with the D and D. Okay, so once again, talking Stranger Things today. I don't really know much about it, so I'll probably chime in here and there. But uh, this one is really a, a, a crew guided discussion. Um, you might hear some chips and some dips in the background because we <laughs> cooling it this evening. Uh, yeah. So, so what's up? What's what, what's Stranger Things for someone who may not know like me? Like I'm, I'm aware that it exists. I'm aware that it's a thing. I'm aware there's a character named Eleven, but I don't even know much else other than that. So, so what is Stranger Things? Stranger Things is a homage to to the uh, a specific period of, of of filmmaking and storytelling that was popular in the mid to late 80s um, movies like and each season kind of takes a, a little bit of a different kind of, of, of teen movie the first season was kind of a Goonies esque kind of uh, you know littler smaller kids uh, the second season was a little they're, they're, they're maybe a little more grown maybe almost something like uh, uh, Lost Boys and this season was more like a movie like um, there was this genre of movie in, in, the, in the 80s where you know, kids would go to, to Europe and get caught up in spy shit you know like uh, movies like Gotcha Cloak and Dagger Cloak and Dagger Things yep. like that. So each war each, games, war games, right? Each so each season had a a um, a kind of callback to to a very specific genre of film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole series created by the Duffer Brothers. Shout out to the Duffer Brothers on Netflix. Is an homage to '80s filmmaking. Um, and there's lots of in the uh, first season. Like you're right, it's totally like Goonies, ET. It really has that vibe. The second season is uh, there's a lot of homages to the movie Aliens. There's a lot of homages to Nightmare on Elm Street, and like the horror flicks of that time. Right, right. Because um, it, it was a Halloween base. It was Halloween base. Yeah. And so, and then this third season, uh, the kids are kind of growing up. It kind of feels a little John Hughes at times. Um, and there's a lot of homages to Back to the Future in this one, a lot of homages to like War Games and Terminator and things like that. So there's always like some mix of 80s nostalgia mixed in. But it's basically about a group of kids who live in this town called Hawkins, Indiana. 
Um, and in the first season, um, just real quick to catch people up, uh, Lab is doing some experiments, opens up a portal to another world, a monster comes through, um, and one of their friends gets sucked into the other world. Um, and the whole season is about them trying to find this friend, but also they've, there's another person who comes into play, a girl who was raised in a lab as a kind of genetic experiment who has superpowers, just telekinesis and the ability to kind of like uh, astral plane travel and like, you know. Uh, all right. So, well, so first of all, the four kids are our are, are friends. The four uh, young boys in the first season. They play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. They play Dungeons and Dragons. That's their, their crew. And it's also important that each one has a specific character that they play. Right. Um, one's a fighter. One's a wizard. One's a... Like, well, one's a paladin. One's a paladin, right. One's a wizard. One's a ranger. One's a rogue. Right. Now, paladin is a very uh, ambiguous term when it comes to role-playing yeah. games. Is he like a healing paladin or like the he's staunch a, he's a, he's defensive a, he's a, paladin? A defender. He's like, okay. a good, he's like he's your a, defender. He's a, okay. a goodly knight. Yeah. Okay. That's All right. All right. Because okay. yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's that's kind of important because that the theme that theme goes through right through the yeah. show. They're, they are a party. If you play Dungeons Dragons, familiar Dungeons Dragons, it's all about the party and everyone takes on a specific character: the rogue thief character, the paladin goodly knight, the wizard, um, and and so forth and so on, and right. a ranger. And so and they meet this young woman who, and one of them starts to fall for her. They, you know, they hide her and they keep her safe. Um, and then she helps them defeat this evil monster right. that's poured through. The, the the lady, the young woman, has a uh, as a um, has psychic powers. Yeah, she's telekinesis and like and so she's, she can. Yeah, she's a, a, a escapee from a, a government experiment kind of yeah. thing. So that's where the ET thing kind of kind of comes, comes in. in and the Goonies things. And then in the second season, she's kind of taken up and living with the town sheriff because he lost his daughter uh, somehow. I think she died of cancer or something like right. that. Now that's a, let's also talk about the um, the four um, the four main kids are. Um, uh, Dustin, Mike, Will, and Lucas. Those are the those are the kids who are that are the, Dun- the, the Dungeons show. and Dragons party, uh, and and um, uh, Dustin is kind of a he's 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 the geekiest kind of most awkward one. Um, Mike is the the romantic one. He's the paladin. Dustin is the the uh, the rogue or the thief. Um, Lucas is the ranger. And he is, and um, Will is the one who disappears, who they're looking for for the first season, and he's really the the, the wizard character. Yeah, he's a, Will the Wise. Now there's also um, a bunch of other characters that are important. Um, there's Mike's sister Nancy, and her her boyfriend um, Steve Harrington. Steve. Who's uh, they're who, dating in the beginning, right? We're dating in the beginning, and they're like the cool kids, like you know the typical like Jock, right. Molly Ringwall, Pretty in Pink characters because right. they're older and they're like seniors in high school. And then juniors. there's Will's brother Jonathan, um, and there's a sh- and her and Will's mother Joyce, who's played by Renona Ryder. Yes, and excellently um, played by Renona Ryder. And the town sheriff um, Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. So those are those are the basic characters, and there's some extra characters that come in season two. They introduce um, Max, Max, who's a girl who moves from California with her brother Billy, her right. older brother Billy, who's kind of like becomes like the town bully, kind of town asshole, bad boy. Right. 
and Max is a girl, but she is a tomboy and falls in with the crew. She's a skater kid. Yeah, she's a skater kid. She, um, you know, she's automatically kind of cool because she moved from California and all this kind of stuff. And uh, she, I think her and Lucas kind of end up together they do. by the end of season two. Um, but yeah, and uh, Jonathan, who uh, Corwinder just mentioned, is also important because he's Will's older brother so he's out looking for him and trying to in the first season but him and Nancy kind of end up together because they're actually realize that they are like more alike than dissimilar right. in the beginning there he's the outs the ostracized weird kid in high school there are some interesting kind of uh, arcs for those characters yeah. because Jonathan and uh, Steve kind of take these real interesting arcs because Steve uh, Steve Harrington, yeah. Steve Harrington, for me, is, is, the rich is, is, is a really interesting... Yeah, he ...has a really interesting arc, because he starts out as the the kind of rich asshole jock kid. He's kind of like um, uh, the, the the character from Back to the Future, Biff, the Biff character from Back to the Future. Yeah, he's very Biff. But in the middle of the first season, he just has an epiphany. He's like, oh, man, I'm an asshole. And just decides yeah. and makes a choice not <laughs> to be an life. asshole. <laughs> yeah. right. that's, that's called growing right. as a human, right there. And he I just, like it. And he just makes a choice not to be an asshole, yeah. and that just defines his character and yeah. brings him into the story. With with any kind of like gets caught up in what's going on. What's going yeah, on? Because there's this thing they name a demon Gorgon, which is a powerful demon in Dungeons and Dragons, and it's this like. D- demon dog thing that has this like flower opening mouth with oh, tons the, of the teeth. Demogorgon. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and okay. um the it, one of the Demogorgons in the first is basically the monster, the boss, the thing they have to fight in the first season. Um it turns out it's just like one of many in the second season. But they're my favorite like sequence is when in the first season of the whole show is in the first season where Steve is kind of going through that epiphany and realizing right. it, and he's going to like kind of talk to Nancy about it, and then he he goes to I think w- to the buyer's house, and like Nancy's there with Jonathan. He's like, hold up, what the hell are you guys doing? And he, at first he's like really jealous that Jonathan right. is there, but they're like laying a trap for the Demogorgon. They've like set a bear trap. They got like guns and stuff, and then like he has the the Demogorgon is the like kind of like the drop on the two people and he has to come in and kind of save them and like he has this cool bat which becomes his signature right. weapon and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that and they all three of them team up to fight this thing and like they they damage it pretty well they don't kill it but they damage it pretty well and so and that's a, you know that's a subversion of expectation that i can really get behind yeah where you, where you get like the true char- like like a, where a character is a trope and grows out of the trope yeah it's a great subversion because i didn't see that coming at all for steve and he's only grown and gotten better as is, you know, in season two, he oh, really... Oh, by the way, you know, spoilers, but man, the, the, the first show's six years old. If you haven't seen it by now... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, y'all yeah, spoil all y'all want to. Come I'm on. actually going to go and watch it now yeah, because yeah. you guys have kind of made me intrigued. Um, yeah. And I've heard a lot about it. There's a ton of interest yeah, yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be spoiler. Yeah, like yeah. he said, it came out like, it came what, like five or six right. years ago. Um, so, but yeah, and so... And then, you know, they get into the second season and Steve has this really interesting arc because he kind of takes care of the boys. He kind of kind of looks after them. And stuff like that because yeah, he becomes friend. He, he becomes friends with Dustin, who's right. the, who's the most awkward. And he like mentors him, kid. teaches him like do your hair like this and like talk to girls like that and you know. But they also do a plan to trap a bunch of Demogorgon dogs that come through the portal in the second season in right. the junkyard. Um, oh, also we should talk about the. There's a holiday theme to each season. The first yes. season, 
is um, is it Thanksgiving? It's Christmas, I believe. Oh, it's Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. As because uh, of the, the the lights up, the second season and it's, it's winter. It's closed. Yeah. And the second season is Halloween. Right. And the third season is Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yep. So, and so yeah, and the end of the second season, Eleven closes the gate. Uh, Jim Hopper, who's the town sheriff, who's kind of like the alpha male type hero dude in the show. He's very like. Uh, baby boomer generation he used to be a, a big city cop and he had all this tragedy happen and so he's kind of burnt out right. but he really and 11 is the girl that they they find fine. and she um she has no she doesn't understand anything about what it's like to be human basically yeah so, and the, she's just so the whole weapon. first arc is is a story learning of, how to talk yeah, yeah story of the humanization of 11 of 11 how yeah. she how she relearns as he reconnects to humanity right and hopper is a big part of that hopper he basically becomes her. becomes her father figure yeah, who, yeah. hopper is is, the, is her bridge back to humanity yeah in the, in the second season she learns about her mother and explores that yeah she has this whole it. terminator type s journey where she walks around looking like the characters from terminator and right. goes to chicago and visits like she finds that she's 11. She finds a girl who's like nine or seven. Right. They're all different. They've all been branded. They all have different powers. Like the other kid she finds is like her sister in this program. Um, she has the ability to do illusions and, and make people see things that aren't there and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and she closes the gate, you know, and Hopper exposes to yeah. one of his buddies who's like a conspiracy nut slash um uh newspaper yeah. guy the gates under the power plan this is yeah. whole government conspiracy yeah that, and and yeah. the government is kind of kind of neutral in this they there's the the matthew modine character who's doing yeah. the experiments he's 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 kind of the bad guy he's kind of the heavy yeah but the government is just kind of trying to do these experiments to see what's going on here yeah i mean it, again it has that up. 80s trope of we have to do this because if we don't, someone else will. So we want to master this technology if it's a potential weapon. There's a little bit of close source. encounters kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Where they yeah, have a, you know, so it's very much it, that government, like, science. you know, we're doing it for science, but at the same time, we want to weaponize this if if it's any way possible, and we want to beat the Russians to it and all that kind of stuff. Yep, so they do that. Yeah, and so and they technically do do that, but then. Season three is all about the Russians right. actually coming in. Exactly. And, so, and so we, so we, I think we're trying to give you a little background here yeah. on what. Yeah. Because I know not everyone's watched it, about. and they're kind right. of, but there may be people out there who are interested in it. So yeah. if so, we're gonna start talking about season three now, where heavy spoilers, where, where the characters, where the characters end up. Yes. So, if you have not watched the most recent season of Stranger Things, you should probably stop this podcast until yeah. you're finished. Um, yeah. But that's our spoiler alert, and you don't get right. any more warnings. Yeah. So, so this this season is structured kind of a little differently, and I think pretty interestingly. Um, the the mystery is kind of segmented, so each each of the characters they the characters are all in different start out in separate groups. And they are all working on kind of what seem to be unrelated things, but all kind of come together into yeah yeah. Into it's one geniusly thing. written. It's like a it's like a book puzzle, and like you know one person has a a few chapters over here, and you don't think they're interconnected, and another set of characters have a bunch of stuff happening okay. over here. But then, like you said, like the final like two episodes, everything comes together, and it's like really cool and organic way. It doesn't feel like it was forced. And it just kind of naturally progressed that way. It was yeah. well done. It was almost like there, there were a bunch of uh, and and that's another kind of '70s or '80s 
trope where you can there used to be like these kind of mystery shows where you'd see the crime at the beginning and the detective would kind of come to the you know the clues and you kind of know so the audience kind of knows who de- who did it and the thrill is kind of seeing the detective put the clues together and figure it out yeah it's like and, Columbo and the, right so this movie was kind of like or this show was kind of like that and this sh- this, mo- this show is actually I, I say movie as a slip but it was almost like a, it really was an eight, an hour, eight hour movie. movie it really was like I mean I started watching it and I forgot that you know because I watch a lot of other stuff on Netflix that's like 10 episodes 13 episodes right Per season, and I and, forgot that these are only eight or nine episodes. Right, seasons. and it really is tight. Yeah, yeah, and it's tight. Tighter. And I like I binged it to episode six, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm almost through this because it was definitely building towards right. something. And I was like, you know, let me. I tried to pump the brakes a little bit, but I only I end up going back the next day and finishing and, and it you know off. What I'll also say is that this is another call. This is a, yet another callback to a type of storytelling that was popular in the '80s, where they used to have these miniseries. Yeah, is what they called it. And like V and yeah, yeah there there are tons Lonesome of them. Dove, even Lonesome Dove, North you know, and Sh- South, Shogun, yeah, all Shogun, these, all these yeah. kind of things where yeah. they, it was basically one story told over ten hours, basically. Right. And really, if you're talking ten TV hours, if you take all the commercials out, it's probably about eight hours of storytelling. Yeah. In these in these in these things, so it's really a callback. That kind those, of storytelling. Yeah, now is each episode like forty-five minutes long? It's like yeah, what, it's like forty-eight to fifty. Okay, so yeah. it, it's like if you had commercials, yeah, yeah, yeah if you an had hour long television. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so it starts off and like everything is really good in the town. It's been like at least a year since you know eleven closed the gate and like two eleven years. two years. Okay, yeah. So eleven is um very like socialized at this point. Max, yeah. the other girl in the group, is like her best friend. They hang Not out. Yet. Um, they're pretty close. That, that start not at the beginning. Not at the beginning. No, they 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 kind of become friends in this. I mean, they be, in, they in become the very close, right. like by the. Yeah, end they of know the each other. They know yeah. of each other, but right. they're not. They don't hang yeah. out. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of mashing it up because I did binge it like all at once. Yeah. But yeah, and so, but everyone's oh, kind of in right. a good place. Like, Levin hangs out a lot with uh, Mike, her, who's her boyfriend right. at this and they're, point. They're, they're hanging out. They're, they're, they're doing. Ho- yeah. They're they're doing you know, what, what their 15, hormones. Right. Are they're doing what fifteen year olds do. Right. Yeah. Their hormones are start. Well, I guess they're fourteen. It's Four freshman 40, year. Right. I think. Well, I, thought, I think. I think it started eight. I think it's going eight. The first season they were in sixth grade. Yeah. The second season they were in eighth grade. Oh. Okay. And I think this season they're in tenth grade. Oh, uh, I thought they were in ninth. Okay. It, what? Whatever. It's all good. Um, and you know, uh, it's, two it's summertime. Year, skips two years every, it's, right. Every it's season. summertime, and it's uh, July fourth, and like the kids are all in a good place. Dunstan or Dustin is just coming back from camp, camp, and he's like the most nerdy, and he's yeah. created this like tower radio thing that he calls cerebro there's a new mall there's a new mall that just opened up and this is very much an 80s trope of like the mall is the coolest thing in town but it's killing main street so there's some (laughs) nod to capitalism or talking about capitalism there uh hopper is very jealous of all the time 11 is spending with mike and the fact that she's growing and changing and he wants to just keep her as like a little girl and stuff like that but he realizes he can't mike is Um, being a little shit Mike is being a little shit, as Mike tends to be over time. As um, adolescent boys tend to be. As, yeah, as adolescent You know, Lucas is dating Max, and that's off and on because Lucas, you know, in, inevitably does something that pisses Max off, and then Max is just like, you know, dumps him or whatever. Uh, Will is the one that's kind of like 
um, trying to hold the group together and just do what they used to do and play Dungeons and Dragons and like they're very much like like Lucas and Mike are more interested in girls at this point than Dungeons and Dragons and Dunstan or Dustin is just coming back into the group from being away yeah. at camp this computer camp where he right. met a girl that he's trying to talk to where he claims title. to have met a girl he claims that, yeah met Susie um, and so and that and that's where we kind of start off oh and Steve didn't get into college, so his dad made him get a job at this place called Chips Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy, <laughs> where he's working with this. It's a ice cream. It's an ice cream scooping place in the mall. He has to wear this like. I'm stupid, so glad that I'm just listening. This is great. Yeah, he has to like wear this like Scoops stupid uh, like, sailor outfit. Sailor outfit, and he works with this woman named Robin, um, who's the same age as him, um, and like really doesn't like him, and like you know kind of tortures him at the place um, just kind of takes him down yeah it takes him down a peg or two uh and so yeah that's that's kind of like where everyone really starts and um and then what ends up happening is like every like three of the people kind of start getting uh different storylines going one is with will because in the second season he there's in the upside down this or alternate portal and all this kind of stuff he can still sense this evil that's kind of still there. Yeah, basically, it comes part of it kind of got in, in him. him. Yeah, and it possessed him. Um, that they call the Mind Flayer, and it's like this being that wants to destroy our version of reality, and he, but it lives in that world. Um, but what ends up happening is they get it. They they ex- basically exercise it from him. Yeah, but he still is has a, a sense of it. Still, like yeah, a, whenever it's a around. basic connection, right? So yeah, so he can feel it when it's around. And the Russians have infiltrated Hawking's, like Russian soldiers and scientists have built using under the, the mall. Under the mall, they've built a, a another, secret base, a another secret another base. base. Yeah, which is just hysterical to me. That's just yeah, like, it like, is, like yeah. how how many more tropes can you stick on that? Like, yeah, Russian soldiers under the mall. Yeah. The se- yeah, the kids base. literally ca- call it like Operation Red Dawn. <laughs> right. Like literally in the middle of the right. show, they're like Red Dawn. So, and so right. like, yeah, there's that. Um, so the Russians are doing that, um, and that causes like a bunch of other stuff to happen because then the Mind Flare gets very right. powerful. Well, basically, in our the dimension. Russians reopen the portal. The portal, yeah. The Mind Flare can come back through. Yeah. And uh, when it does, the first thing it does is possess uh, Billy. Billy, yeah. Max's older brother, who's kind of like in a, the in town a, right. bad boy. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, it's there's a great, there's, and again, if you're in the, the '80s tropes, there's a, he's a lifeguard. So right. all like the town, <laughs> all the town kind of like moms go to the pool, to, to the pool, and they're all made up, and their hair is done, and they're just kind of like lying there, and they just wait for him to come wait, out. We're every waiting day. for the shift change, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene, and uh, he connects with one of the moms, and they make a plan to go off, and like you know, he's gonna, she's gonna cheat on her husband, and all this kind of stuff, but. He ends up running over something on the road, and it's basically like part of the mind flayer, you know, is calling, is like right. trying to trap him because it needs a body to like exist in this world. Right. There was and, something. I think there was something with him in the mind flayer in season two, where he had he had gotten some kind of oh maybe some kind of infection or something with him. So it was there was okay. like a little bit of maybe. A connection. Maybe connection. he's pulled to it. Maybe he's pulled to it. Yeah. The mind flayer is like hiding out. Like when it starts to. It's in all these little rats, um, and it has this amazing ability. It's basically building uh, a, a body for a itself, bo- a body or a bio weapon to fight eleven, and it's yep, you know, and 
because Eleven has like fought it before, has closed the gate, so Eleven is its main enemy in this world, and it uses rats at first to like build, you know, it, it makes rats eat stuff that cause it, the rats to explode, and then it takes that biomatter and then makes a bigger, blobbier right, right. Body, monster, monster, body, yeah, monster body, and then, you know, once it is a certain size, then it can attack a human, and then it subsumes a human, in this case Billy, and kind of hides in Billy. But then through Billy, it spreads to a bunch of other. Right, humans. basically, it's it's a, another one of those eighties tropes like thing. where where the like some dudes like kidnapping people and turning them into pod people or yeah, exactly. It's very it's very something. invasion of the body snatchers. Right. So yeah, check that. that's a classic flick from like seventy nine or eighty. Check it out. Um, um, and so yeah, the original it, one's it, from the fifties. But yeah, the original one is from the fifties. But uh, yeah, and so it's it's doing these things and building itself and then different people like nancy and jonathan work at the newspaper but nancy's getting like basically sexually harassed or you know right, dismissed good. as a woman at the newspaper especially a young woman by the older male staff um and then she gets a call about the rats and so then she decides to go out and investigate right. the rats so, so and nancy like, and jonathan start investigating that aspect aspect yeah. of it mm-hmm. meanwhile at the mall uh, dustin and um uh, Steve and Robin kind of start to intercept these strange signals on on um, on on Dustin's Tune radio. On Dustin's big radio tower, he and built. they and they eventually figure out that the Russians are speaking in some kind of code, right? And they realize that the code references shops at the mall. Right, yeah, and it's like, go here, do that at a certain time. And so, and Robin's the one who figures it all out because she's a polyglot. She can right. speak a lot of languages. She can't speak Russian at the what? beginning. Hold up, hold up. I don't, what's that word again? Poly, polyglot. Just oh, can, wow. Yes, it I'm means, using that in everyday life. Yeah, basically. it means, uh, it's, it's like a technical term for someone who can speak, like, more than, I think, three languages. That makes um, sense. And polyglot. So, yeah, and so um, she learns Russian pretty quickly. She has an ear for picking up languages. And so she helps them decipher it. Um, and then they figure out, Bobby along with Lucas's with little glass. sister, her, she's the black girl of the season uh, named Erica. And she... Hey, you can't spell America. Without, without Erica. <laughs> you <laughs> goddamn right, Cool Window Blurred. You can't spell America without and that shit. And she's great because she hates God, commies. That's, that's what she says. She's like, you're here to defend America? She's like, well, you can't spell America without Erica. I hate Goddamn right. Yeah, and so when they discover, like, how the Russians are doing a bunch of stuff, they sneak into their base. Erica, Dunstan, or du- Dustin. Dustin, and Robin sneak into the base. And, and, um, and Steve. And Steve. And they need Erica because she's the one who can fit in events and do stuff because right. she's small. For Operation Child Endangerment. Yeah, Operation Child. And she does it on a, on the promise of unlimited ice cream. Oh, the, unlimited <laughs> ice cream samples. Yeah, because she's the little girl who comes and, like, asks for samples every day. Right. And, again, and, another another 80s trope with the, yeah. with the, uh, the sassy yeah. younger sister. Which is timely because now apparently there's a lick ice cream and put it back in the fridge thing which is people yeah, doing yeah <laughs> all those people doing that need to get the maximum sentence just put them oh, in jail throw away the key as I was I'm, watching it I was like is, what? your mama ain't never up? raised you right like don't do no shit like that like it, yeah. it's not even funny like yeah. it's not even, it's not even funny like yeah. and now people taking it to the next level they spitting in the bottles like they, they opening the yeah spitting in there and doing all kinds What's of crazy wrong stuff wrong with humans man son like you ain't, you ain't got no home training 
No, no, sorry, that's no. a tangent. You got me. Yeah. So anyway, I yeah, just thought some, it was some kids need ass whipping. Yeah, yeah somebody totally. need they ass extra whooped. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, what ends up happening is uh, the they're trapped in the uh, by there. I mean Steve, Robin, uh, Dustin, and Erica get trapped, but in the, in the, in the Russian base. In the Russian base. Discover. Yeah, when they discover that the gate is open and that the Russians are trying to open the gateway again and all this kind of stuff. Right. So meanwhile, meanwhile, yeah. you, you also have Hopper Joyce and Joyce, yeah, who who um, the mag basically the magnets stop working and Joyce right. at this point is kind of like ready to just jump on any weird shit that happens. She's right. like, oh my god, you know something out of the ordinary happens. Yeah. She's always you know, worried. She, she, she's just on it. Yeah. So these, so basically, everywhere she goes, magnets stop working. So she starts to work on that. But in the meantime, Hopper is trying to. You know, they've they've been kind of circling each other for a couple of seasons, um, kind of like the divorced mom and the divorced or the the widowed, the divorced mom, the widowed dad. Right. Right. So he's. They know each other since high school. So she at he asks her out, but she's pretty distracted by this magnet thing. Right, he she basically stands him up. Right, um, because he, he like he asked her out and she agrees, but then she gets distracted by the magnet thing and doesn't show up to their date, right. which kind of sets him off. Right, because uh, he and, and you know I've seen some 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 chatter on that, but I'll get to that in a second. But there, basically, she goes to the science teacher, who's another character from the couple, and he's 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 pretty cool, and she discovers that maybe theoretically there could be something basically the experiment could be happening again and that's kind of like where yeah. her focus is so right, she right because they open the gateway so she blows hopper right. off and yeah. hopper is pissed about it and also there's been some chatter i've seen that that you know they're saying like hopper's acting you know like 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 toxic and toxic masculinity yeah i've, like I've that. seen that too and I mean, it's, it's like just, it's the 80s though right exactly like that wasn't even a thing yet like toxic masculinity was right. manhood right right and, and plus like it's unfortunate right. but like is that not the case? like that, that's an accurate representation but it's also there you know at that time <laughs> standing when you stand like nowadays if you can't make with cell phones if you can't make if you're gonna be late you can't make something you know you you can you have it at your fingertips you can contact somebody kind of instantly Right, but when you stand somebody up back then, that was a big deal. Yeah, right. Because like, y'all like, playing that for weeks, like, like you had to call somebody on right. a rotary phone, all that shit. Like you stuff. didn't know, like you know, like this person could be dead. You know, it could, you, you you stood somebody up back in the day, and there's with no way to con- it's 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 it feels like it's a bigger deal than it was. Yeah. So Hopper's reaction, I yeah, felt, I mean, was I way more in time. I I mean I kind of ignored the 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 claims that he's being a toxic masculinity because it's like for me you got to cut both ways like if she if Hopper had been the woman and asked a man out and he stood her up like people would have been like oh what an asshole for this man standing up Hopper and not like she took the time to get ready and do all this kind of stuff and he did he like got nice he did all this stuff <laughs> yeah, nice ordered for some him. nice bottle of wine for him but he went out and bought new clothes yep he put on he put on a he put on a Don Johnson shirt yeah he was he was Don looking he was, exactly he was looking very Magnum he was looking very Magnum <laughs> looking uh, Don Johnson yeah exactly he slicked it back exactly. in the mirror he bought a sports thing. jacket my man was right? yeah he had some white pants like he was doing his thing he was doing his thing and so for me you got 
shaved, cut, get shaved down like, to the mustache. Exactly. You got to cut. Mustache. Exactly. You got to cut both ways. Basically, my point is, everyone's got to have consequences. But we should, yeah, we should, I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, for me, it's just like, he doesn't like punch her or anything. He's just like, you blew me off and I'm upset about it. Like everyone, if someone blows you off, male or female, you should have the right to be upset about that. And in the middle of them being upset about it, they get chased by the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. There's this Russian guy who's basically unstoppable for some reason, and he's super strong. He's look, and he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger from the first Terminator movie. I mean, it was on purpose. He's wearing the same yeah, kind of outfits. Terminator mod. He not, moves not, like yeah, he moves like the Terminator. Fantastic. Well, basically, they they find um, when they're when they, so they're right. searching for the electromagnetic source right. that's destroying all the magnets. They happen upon this house. Where they find the Terminator. Well, they they, guy. they, they beat down the mayor because they forgot the mayor is involved. Yeah, yeah. The mayor is like, he, again, he represents and, capitalism. And it's Carrie Elwes. Yeah, who's, exactly. Who's kind of wasted great. in the yeah. role, but he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's good. Yeah, yeah. I do, he's great. I do enjoy me some Carrie Elwes. <laughs> and um, you will like him in this role. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. They, find, they find the house and they find a Russian scientist who they take to their friend to interrogate Maury uh, Bauman yeah, yeah. yeah. who's great and, and uh, kind of conspiracy so, they're, so they're doing that thing and they're getting chased by the Terminator meanwhile yeah meanwhile you have Lucas 11 and Will right and they're doing their thing now Will has been feeling the return of the mind flare like he's right. been kind of basically they they sense it he, it's kind of like they Represented by kind of the the hair standing up in the back, back of his neck, his kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, he can sense it when so, it's So, so he's um, spider there, sense. What's going on over there? Kinda. It's like yeah. spider sense. Yeah. Except Peter, Peter Tingle. Yes. Yeah. Peter Tingle with his flare. It's, it's flare little, tingle. Yeah. It's little. It's little flare tingle. Yeah, flare tingle. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, so they um, what their story is is kind of the the conflict between um, Eleven and um, and Mike, basically. Hopper, Eleven and Mike are messing around in the room and keep closing the door. And Hopper's rule is like to have the doors open three inches. And um, you know he has all this conflict. He goes to Joyce and being like, you know, Eleven's kind of blowing me because Eleven, you know, she's got superpowers. What are we gonna do? It's like she can psychically close the door. Yeah, so, exactly. And they're, basically, yeah. they're in the room making out and whatever. Yeah. So um, Joyce tells him this, you know, to, to kind of like write his feelings down and and kind of talk to her talk to Eleven about his emotions and so he writes the stuff down and he goes to goes to you know tell them he's like you know what fuck that and he and he, and he basically threatens Mike with 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 death or, or just yeah, if he it. doesn't back off if from he doesn't 11. if he doesn't back off from Eleven you know yeah. kind of like he he would you know there, there was a, a very nice speech which which does loop back in later let's loop back in later but he does what what an eighties dad would do. Yeah, just, exactly. just just take leave the, my daughter just alone. take this punk kid and be like, Listen, you respect my daughter not even leave my daughter alone. It's like respect my daughter. Yeah. Respect me and my house. Respect my daughter and stop being That's a little not shit. just eighties dads. I yeah. got I got hung up one time. <laughs> on one time. Right, right? I said, I don't know who's calling. Let me just talk to your daughter. <laughs> Click that. So, yeah. <laughs> It, that's not just 80s days. Right. That's all I'm trying. So yeah, so he um, you know, he takes charge of the situation. But, but, as best in, he but can. in doing that, kind of creates the rip because then Mike is afraid to to right. call Eleven. Then Eleven he becomes very cold and right. distant to Eleven. Then Eleven, 11 doesn't, get, doesn't, then 11 doesn't know how to handle it, and um, the, that's when, she, at, connects yeah, that's when she connects with Max, and Max is like, 
<laughs> dump his ass. I'd like dump his ass. I dunk Lucas all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I dump Lucas all the time. We broke it up five times. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, so and so there's he a dumps Mike. I dump you. <laughs> so so there's it's really funny. I dump you. So there's a there's a whole thing where um you know Will just wants to be them to play D and D again. Right. And and Mike and and Lucas are trying to figure out what's going on. How to get their girlfriend eleven. Back. Yeah. And um there's a kind of a funny sequence where eleven uses her uses her power to she has the power to kind of go in the astral plane and kind of see people who see are people far, who are far far away so yeah. she does and kind of spies on them in their in their in their boy cave right and that's just hysterical like like yeah. like, like farting on each other yeah. and like talking yeah. about like yeah. like how to get girls I was like it's like, it's like girls are irrational creatures <laughs> exactly you know, and, yeah, and yeah. so that why well, y'all farting like acting like dumbass <laughs> right and so it's, typical boy stuff it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the worst your worst nightmare like your girl sees sees you know your 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 high school girlfriend sees you with your fellows and how you actually act, act. yeah <laughs> exactly when you're so not, yeah. so there's so there's a thing but while she's in there uh, I think she gets a, a set does she get a sense of Billy there or does that um, happen later? I forget exactly. I, I binged it so hard. Like right. eventually, yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's but that's what they're that's what they're doing. Right. Eventually, at this point. she. Um, oh, that's right. Max tells her to go look at Billy. Right. Right. Just as a dare or like a goof kind of thing, um, and so uh, she's like, she goes to look for him, but then he's hurting somebody. Yes. And it looks that's like. It. It looks like he's like a serial killer. All right, right. Because what it, what has happened with. was, um, yeah, Billy's a lifeguard. So the first person he takes to get possessed by the mind flare is the is the, his, his fellow, fellow lifeguard Heather. Yeah. So so he kidnaps Heather, takes her to the warehouse, takes her to the packing steel plant or steel mill, mm -hmm. and abandoned steel mill takes her down in the basement and you know, ties her up, leaves her there, and the mind flare comes, possesses her. So then they so then they're kind of like on the mystery. So that's where. The, the four points of the mystery yeah. team start the four storylines yeah. begin right exactly yeah and then as each each one kind of develops right into uh, to and, and start to come together because uh, Jonathan and and Nancy realize start to realize that this woman who where the rats that we t talked about before uh, she she called about the rat rats and her place behaving differently and then, you know, the rats all, she ends up eating the rats and bringing the mind flare inside of her. Right, yeah. So she's in the hospital. Um, Eleven and Max go and investigate, um, go and investigate um, the, Heather. Know, Billy and Heather mm -hmm. and go to Heather's house and Heather's there like cooking like a weird dinner for her parents. Right. And, and that, that, you know, they're like, oh well, I guess they're okay, and they leave, and then of course Billy and, and Heather kidnap the parents and bring them to the mind flare. Yep. And um, and um, Robin, Steve, and Dustin uh, are figuring out the Russian thing and figure out how to infiltrate the Russian complex base. with Erica yeah. at that Russian base with Erica at this point. And uh, Joyce and Hopper have taken the Russian scientist and they're with their friend Murray. And they're um, unraveling what what that all means. Yeah, the gate, the key that they, they have. Right, because they they figure, thing. they figure out that the Russians have reopened the gate. They use this big laser right. thing, which they call a key. It's right. you know can open portals and figure, and, and figure out how to how to turn it off. It, how to turn yeah, it off. actually, how to blow it up. Right. Yeah, because they want to do more than just turn it off. 
Okay, and um, so then uh, the the um, eleven and Max. Um, uh, oh, then then the the boys will also starts to feel that the the um, the creature is back. Right. Um, and so that's when the the boys and the girls kind of start calling each other to reconnect. Yeah. Because code red, know, code red. Yeah, she's, she, she's like, you know, so they call and it's like, you know, because they're trying to get in touch with Eleven to say the mind flayer's back, and Max is like, ah, oh, forget you, you know, they're still doing that thing. Right, yeah. But then they once they reconnect and they realize that what they've been doing, what the girls have been working on, and what the boys have discovered are linked. Yeah. And then they meet up with with Nancy and Jonathan at and the hospital. At the hospital. Right, because the thing kind of coalesces into right. its first kind of large creature about the right. size of a horse. And then they and they they reconnect, and then Joyce and Hopper realize what's going on and start rushing back because they realize the kids are in danger. And at this point, uh, they the uh, Steve, Robin, Dustin, and Erica are under the mall. They get discovered. Dustin and Erica make an escape. Steve and Robin are captured by the Russians. And tortured. It's and, very much an homage to right. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. It's and so much the so torture good. scene for Han Solo right. and Princess. I was just like, oh my god. And so then it all. So then at this point, it, it really all comes together, and um, and uh, they all start to fight the common thing. They end up with a big fight at the mall, and um, uh, you know they all. They managed to um, they managed to blow up the they managed to they managed to, to do it with without but the they need a very specific piece of inter- information and you find out the big reveal Dustin's girlfriend is real Susie's real and Susie's she's a Mormon real. who lives in Utah and she built her own cerebro so she can yep. talk to Dunst, Dustin Dustin right and. Um, they need us, and it's in the pre-Google days. They need to figure out what um, what Planck's, Planck's constant, constant is. is. They can't; nobody can remember because that's a code that they need. And she's a you know she's a nerd, so she she knows it, but she will only tell him if they if if, if, she, they if he sing. sings to her. Yeah, and so they sing the theme song to Never Ending Story, another '80s right. classic, which we haven't seen. I pity you. You need to watch that movie. It was like. That's one movie I hope they never remake because it was just amazing. What, never, you said <coughs> never ending story. story. Yeah, I never seen it. Yeah, you should watch it, man. It's a great watch it with your son. It'd be a great movie to watch with. That's, that's when he gets the Falcor and all yeah, that shit, exactly. right? I was just talking about that movie with some coworkers yeah. and stuff, and I was like, I ain't never seen that. They ain't, they ain't play that in black households. Yeah. <laughs> and then this podcast proved me wrong. All right, <laughs> my dad was a huge nerd, so whenever anything remotely nerdy came out, he took us to go see it. Because he was just like, this is what I like, so you're going to end up liking this too, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I kind of we kind of rushed the the last the say the end, but the, it's it's worth seeing because like how it all comes together is is the fun. Yeah. But we, what we told you is the setup, and the setup really lasts for the first four episodes. Right. And okay. as it really comes together in the end, that's when it really picks up, and that's where the fun happens. I didn't yeah. really want to ruin that for yeah, you. Yeah. Don't so, don't don't ruin it, but yeah. I guess. Uh, Y'all want to do some star screams and SJs yep. for well, the season, I think or do you want to wait? We'll talk about some hot takes though, because there's some a lot okay. of stuff going on. Okay, in, go for it, man. In this stuff, I mean, um, one for the I the the characters are all one thing that's interesting to me 
well one I gotta talk about uh, Lugus because as a black nerd um, this character is 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 was was I was feeling that character and the first two seasons the first season he didn't really come off very well he was really kind of like really get he was kind of like the one who was kind of you know what's this what's this crazy freak doing here like really mean to 11 all the time yeah and uh, like like a like a 12 year old would be like so I get it but still it's kind of like that yeah, I mean, he was the boy that just wanted things to still be right. about boys and, like, hang out exactly. with his friends. And he was always fighting with Mike for leadership of the party. Right. And he goes off and does his own mission in the first season right. and all this kind of stuff, and then the second, which is very yeah. crucial. And then the second season, um, he he matures somewhat, but he's still not, like, effective. You know, it's like it's like Max is the only one who really does any action in with of the kids. You know, he, yeah. she beats Billy. Um. But this season, they kind of let him come into his own, which I really appreciated because, you know, a lot of times white creators with, with black male characters will not let them be powerful or do, do cool yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, he no, got, he has, he's got a great plan at yeah, the end. He's got, he got to do some cool stuff, so I was, yeah. I was happy with that. But with that out of the way, each of the characters, each of the core characters plays a character plays a, a different type in Dungeons and Dragons you know um, Lucas is the ranger Lucas right? is a ranger yeah um, Dustin's a rogue uh, Mike is uh, paladin. paladin and Will's, Will's the a wizard, wizard. Um, and in this one it felt like each one of them displayed aspects of like a first level they became first level characters in this of, of the characters of what they're playing Yes. Oh, okay. All right, because oh, okay. um, you know Lucas is a ranger, and he uses his wrist rocket to effect. Yeah. You know, he, he shoots Bill in the head. He distracts the Russians. Yeah. He also melee's the mind flare. He, you know, so yeah, rangers are both of that. You know, he, yeah, yeah. he, he melee's the one that mind flare, yeah. and comes up with a plan with the fireworks. So yeah. Lucas has become a first level ranger. Yeah, I see. What you're um, I like I like what you're doing there. Um. Will basically uh, is a first level magic user with the tech magic spell. That's all yeah. he can do is detect magic. I mean, if you yeah. play if you play first edition D&D, you could very well be a magic user with one spell and detect magic and that's all you can do. Right. You know, that's so, you know, he's he can that's basically he's the he can detect magic. He, det- he can detect the, yeah. the alien presences when they're there. Right, right. Yeah. Um uh, Mike is a first level paladin. You know, he he can kind of send his protective aura out around people. You yeah, know, he, he he protects. He's out to protect Eleven. He's out to protect his his people. That's true. He's very protective of people, especially Eleven. Like he's the one who's like, don't push yourself too hard. And I will add that Max is a cleric because she has the healing. She can. She figures. She's the one who's like, all right, you know, I need, you need to do first aid this way you need to heal her leg this yeah, way yeah 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 that's true that is true so each, yeah. so it's kind of like they, they each come into that's true yeah so that's yeah. where the healer comes yeah. in yeah, yeah. Max does like, that right, yeah. she's just like you have to do it this and this and he's from her skateboard right. stuff right right, right. you're right I take that, 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 so, that is a good scene yeah. so so they're they're so they, how is Dustin that the D&D sneak attack he gets the he gets the cattle prod and he, he oh he, he sneak attacks the Russian yeah, dude he, to save Steve. You're right. Right. Uh, okay. Clever. Yeah. He backstabs. Yeah. He backstabs <laughs> that dude. You're right. You're. Right. I wish Laser Beam was here. I have to talk to him about yeah. that. Yeah, so you know. so I, I thought that was like yeah. a yeah that's good kind of a hot so take on the video game 
uh, right. techniques are taken from D and D. Oh yeah, backstab. Yeah, it's a classic. They, so yeah, that's what they used to call sneak attack. Sneak in first edition is is basically backstab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's what I still call it yeah. when I play. And people are like you're doing sneak attack. I'm like, no, I'm doing I'm backstab. backstab. Right. Like I'm old school. That's what we call it. Backstab, <laughs> not sneak attack. Well, if you're going to backstab, you got to be like flanking. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's a dead. They flanked him. And yeah. I even say that uh, that. At first, I thought that they might have gone something because you could also maybe interpret Dustin as an illusionist because he uses misdirection, and yeah, and like a gnome illusionist because he uses misdirection and he builds stuff. Yeah, technically, it's true. he's very like the techie. And one you of can the crew. and you could say maybe Erica is 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 the thief, is the because yeah. she does a lot of sneaking. Yeah, Erica was the one person that I yeah, had a lot of right. problems yeah. with, or maybe he's a bard. I don't know. Yeah, you you might be right. I like your interpretation. I like what you're doing. But there. it was pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah, it was that was a very cool interpretation. I mean, another thing I would say on the D and D tip is a mind flare is a creature from D and D, and it controls right. people's minds. That's why they call it the mind flare. I love all the deep D and D lore that the show draws upon. The first season, the monster is called a Demogorgon, which right. is like one of the main beast demon lords of D and D lore. He's basically the boss of the abyssal hell or right. the, 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 abyss. The, the abyss sorry the abyss and he's just like this monstrous thing um, and then they continue with the mind flare which is like these squid based monsters that are humanoid right. in form but like they do a lot of mind control and they do a lot of putting their young in your brain and yeah. eat your brain That's and it. they grow into mind you know these mind control states. so very aptly named the kids do that and that brings out the show so if you know D&D you get like some extra lore and right. some extra stuff out of it. So I, I appreciated that, um, definitely. Uh, I mean, a hot take I had was, like, the you know, I sometimes in, in shows like this, the kids are a little too adulty and too smart, and I really had some issues with, with Dustin and Erica sure. because they very much, like, reminded me of some of the, like, the show, the movie Juno, where, like, it's a 15-year-old kid talking just like an adult would talk. Like, they're cursing just like an adult would curse. And, like, they're doing all these things. Like, you know, like, it was okay if, you know, when kids curse, it's like, well, double dumb fuck you. And, like, kids yeah. do stuff like that. But they're like, you know, like, you're an asshole for, like, thinking like this. And, like, they're talking, like, they're very precocious. And it kind of works on every other kid. But for some reason, it really irritated because Erica is so young. She's only 10. Right. You know, and, like, her and Dunstan's, Dustin's conversations happen at a level where it's like people who are normally in their 20s would talk I, I, I hear I hear what you're saying and and, and that just and, really and, and me. I understand and I understand why you 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 could be annoyed but I, I guess being being alive at that time because I'm literally the age of those kids yeah oh yeah I'm like like four like, years like, like now yeah. you know like so and the the way that parents raise their kids for that generation, was very much like there's no difference between children and adults and you should talk to children like you talk to an adult. So you did have a lot of kids kind of talking in an adult way, interacting in an adult way. As a matter of fact, in the late 70s, there were a bunch of movies where that was the whole trope. There was like yeah. Bugsy Malone where basically it was like an all-child cast in a gangster movie. Yeah, you know, or yeah. or um, movies like uh, like Annie, or even like uh, Bad News Bears, or right, yeah. or um, or uh, Paper Moon, yeah, or or stuff, I guess for me stuff like that. So like, the, anyway, that that's that's a for me that was another eighties trope. Yeah, I mean, I I get, it. I guess like I grew up in a household where that wasn't 
the thing and even in you know uh close you know other family groups and neighbors and stuff like that wasn't a thing but it was like un among more uneducated people who i knew that was it like they were letting their kids talk like that and so like when i saw that i was just like but the black people like lucas's family hawk they're educated like people so i i always like identify right. with lucas and like why is his sister basically at 10 becoming a 40 year old sassy black woman you know and i was just like this just didn't feel right it felt like they again in order to like do homage to the 80s what was the most popular black female thing in the 80s nail carter and i was like they turned this little girl into nail carter and i was like i don't know if that really fits for me that's, right, I got that's, you, that's I got how you. i read it and it just didn't fit for me in yeah. terms of her sassiness and it's just like the trope is they always make black women sassy and like right. you know and I so kinda, i kind of read it more as like there's also like the the trope of like the the little like the the little sister who always had like the the, the goods you know there, there was yeah. there was that you know that like the the, the little sister who had, had like you know well okay i'll cover for you but you owe me x y and z you know yeah. like like that that's the kind of thing that yeah. i was getting from it that's true. but i see where you're coming from too you know yeah. especially especially when you're when you're yeah. doing a little black girl and and you're you're when you're leaning into leaning into that trope that can be that can be a yeah. little yeah and so like fraught. she was more like nail carter and not enough like rudy huxtable for me like that's sure. what i was expecting from like a little girl at that age of that time and a little black girl especially so anyway um but other than that like i didn't have any problems with the characters i liked everyone's story i like where they went I especially like i felt sorry for steve and what he went through because i was like oh sure no oh that was yeah that was you know, you know but that was that was actually a kind of a cool reveal in in that way i mean yeah, I, it was it was and definitely. it's it's it did you know all right the the steve and it and, felt very real yeah, and organic steve and robin um have kind of like a a, a very kind of like classic bantering enmity going on and it's kind of like a uh, like a throwback to like the you know uh, you know the, the Spencer old Spencer Tracy movies where he would be with uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn Catherine Hepburn and they mm -hmm. have that kind of banter back and forth yeah Adam's rib and, and they would and and so the the show kind of wants you to um see them as a as a being attracted to each other as a as a couple and then they escape from the russians and they're hiding out in a bathroom after they come down off off all these drugs and he professes that he's attracted to her and she comes out to him yeah as a as a lesbian and he kind of is just for a second like oh and then kind of instantly is like, well, you know what? You can see him kind of make the choice of like, like old Steve would have been like, would have probably freaked out. Right. But this Steve, after all he's been through, is like, you know what? I'm not going to lose a friend over this. I really like this person. Yeah. Well, also like, we're gonna again, be cool. when I was thinking in the whole like toxic masculinity thing, I thought it was a really interesting choice to not have him freak out. Because I, I mean, like, I remember the 80s, people weren't like that cool with like people just coming out. I, to I, I agree with and that. Like and that, I agree know? with what you're saying. And so like they but, took a more enlightened and higher road right. view of but that's, it. But that's know, because which he, I thought was good. But that's because of that character. Yeah. They could, that's it made it believable right. because of the 
because of the stuff he had been through. The character exactly. had been through. It felt organic. Again, it was a good subversion of expectations a- that he absolutely. didn't freak out on her and he was a decent human being. And he, he took a beat and was just like kind of devastated for about a beat and then, or maybe two, and then yeah. like kind of came back to it and was just like, started making fun of the girl she was attracted to. That yeah. she, she professed, like, oh, I actually like this girl. He was like, how do you like her? Yeah, She's like, like, like a complete loser. <laughs> like, if you're going to pick a girl, pick a cool girl or something like that. You know, and so um, that was really interesting, their relationship and that reveal. That was another good subversion of expectations. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, the show, like, it built really quickly. It, you know, had a great story. It it basically spent, like, maybe two or three hours setting you up, and then it was, like, five to six hours of just, like, we're putting a pedal to the metal and, like, all these different stories. It's just like any great story where multiple things, like just like the Avengers or Star Wars or anything like that, where there's like multiple characters on different missions, but they all right. interlock at the end, and it's really well written and comes together. Um, I, I mean, I think my favorite characters for this season, at least, were um, I loved Harper a lot this season yep. because he really opened up and tried to change as a person. Have you seen the Hopper PI? No, uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. Basically, the intercut like uh, the Magnum PI theme with a bunch of scenes from Hopper from the season. Oh, uh, okay, and it's yeah, gold. I liked Harper. I liked Joyce a lot. You know, I Hopper felt like and Joyce had had yeah. a great season. Yeah, I mean, Joyce like got off the couch. I mean, in the first season she was figuring out what was happening with her son, but she really was like in the thick of it this season, which right. I really liked. Um, and I really liked Billy, and you know, in that he was the bad guy, but you know, in the end, he chose yeah, to sacrifice still, still had himself. Some, still had some humanity. Yeah, and you, you get know? to see why he was the way he was. Yeah, that was great. You know, that, that, that scene was where cool. Eleven like goes into his mind is like, this is why he is the way he is. So like, yeah, those were like my my kind of like standout characters that I really and I liked Maury, their friend. He's the he's my favorite because he's the guy I would be. Like the guy Moore is Moore is basically a conspiracy theorist, yeah. and he but is he's also so good. a great psychoanalyst yeah. of love. Every line is go- right. I guess the only <laughs> you can always tell when people want to bang, but they're beating around a bush, and then he just tells them to like cut through the bullshit. Which right. All right, he did that with uh, Jonathan and, and Nancy. And Nancy. Yeah. I, I was a little disappointed with Jonathan and Nancy. I didn't feel yeah, like I, I didn't agree. feel like they had they Especially Jonathan. They man, were so integral with the first two seasons. Yeah. And they did I, not have a lot to do this season. Like, Jonathan had nothing, basically. He was just, like, Nancy's, like, boy toy. Not boy toy, but, like, her her partner. Like, Nancy had a good scene with her mom where her mom was telling her, like, don't let these men break you. Don't let these men yeah. beat you down. Like, don't take the easy road that I took to just, like, find a guy and like, who will take care of you. Like, be your own woman. And that scene was really great, yeah. I thought, and really powerful for Nancy. But I felt like Jonathan really didn't have much. Yeah, that was... He, it yeah. felt like there's a lot to do yeah. in this story. And, and and Nancy's always the one who shoots stuff. Right. She's a really great shot, which right. is awesome. <laughs> and sometimes in these in these shows with these ensembles, you know, in these seasons, you know, Jonathan got a lot to do in the first two That's true. That's seasons. True. So he kind of had to take a backseat to the... That's true. I really like the character... But and I was a little disappointed they didn't have more to do. But you know, I yeah. was, I was okay. I was okay with it. But that that was that bummed me out a little bit. Yeah, that did bum me out too because I liked him in, in the first couple right. seasons. And All right. So I think that's some some hot takes for us. So you want to give some uh, ratings? Yeah. Well, you can go first. All right. I I really enjoyed this season. I'm going to give it four and a half SJs. Um, for for Star Screams. Um, I mean, the uh, the special effects I thought were great. They were like movie level special effects. Everybody was in the act. Everybody was having a great time. Um, I will give it two two star screams. Um, the again the, the the 
some of the some of the interactions were were grating like you know again with like uh erica maybe was a little over the top um you know and how and 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 you know the way they handled the the russians was a little kind of like uh, i don't know about this um and um you know what? One, one and a half. That's not even really that big. I, I thought okay. it was. I thought it was really one, well done. I don't really yeah. have that. I think that's the first time we've ever changed the score. <clears throat> yeah, that's the first time we ever changed the score on the fly. I think. I think one. You know, it's like I always felt like I wanted to give it two and a half just to just to be a dick. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going okay. to. You know, it, it's it was just <laughs> yeah. really good. Four and yeah. a half, one and a half, um, and just because of um, some of the some of the characterizations, like you had, you pointed out, could have been better, and I would have liked to see more. More Jonathan, and that's 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 what I got. Yeah, I, thought it was I, I definitely really you know the acting insane. was solid, the writing was solid, the effects were solid, like everything. Like in a time where I was been other than the Avengers, been disappointed in pretty much every nerd thing I was looking forward to this year. Looking at you, Game of Thrones and Black Mirror. <laughs> looking at you both real hard. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. Yep. But um, I and so like I kind of had guarded expectations. I was like, oh, this is gonna be another thing that's gonna just fucking disappoint me this summer. Just like I'm just gonna let it go. And I was just I didn't even promote it that much, you know, on my webs on the, our website and on my Facebook like I normally was doing, trying to get people hyped. And then like I was pleasantly surprised. I actually really liked it. I got sucked in really fast. Um. It is eight hours, and, you know, we talked a lot about, like, everything that happened in it, and so there's a lot of material and stuff to go through, um, but it did feel like just like an eight-hour movie. I mean, I really appreciated all the things, like I said, the acting, the writing, and the sort of effects were all good. Um, the monster was really cool and interesting, um, and I just... the My main problems were, like I said, like, the character of Erica really rubbed me the wrong way, and but I did like it then how they gave her the D&D books and mm-hmm. they kind of passed down the D&D stuff to her um, and I think Will is actually an LBGT character I think he's yep. queer as well and they just haven't like really fully explored that yep. yet could be and so yeah and so and they leave it in a good place with a post credit yep. scene that I won't talk about I'm just gonna let that you know just watch oh, yeah. the post credit scene watch it it's good stuff um, there's like a hmm like maybe something else yeah. is going on there but I would say I give it four SJ uh, yeah four SJs um, I liked it a lot, but I'm actually comparing it to... I would have given it maybe a half one more, um, but I'm comparing it to the first two seasons, and I do like season one the most. Season one's all sure. like near perfect for me. Um, and so, and I would give it two SJs for just kind of like um, Erica's character, and the fact that it is a little goofy in that like the Russians were able to build a whole military base <laughs> right, 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 in the it. middle of Indiana, like, and no one saw this. They had, they had a portal, man. They, they, they <laughs> no one cared about yeah, Indiana. Right. And so, yeah, um, that's that's that was like, I was like, how did they do this? Yeah, <laughs> so, Russia, it, all right, here's what they did. Mm-hmm. They, they built, they, 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 they spy built them all, built the complex under, built the portal there, portal in all the fucking soldiers. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. But anyway, that, that so that was my problem. It was a little too. bit harebrained where I was just like yeah. scratching my head being like, this what? is a little crazy. The fact, there are like literally a thousand Russian, Russian soldiers, soldiers under, under, <laughs> under the middle of Indiana. Indiana. Exactly. And so that was a little bit of a problem. And like I said, Erica's scared. And the fact that Jonathan didn't have much to do was like kind of a problem for me. Um, but you know, not everyone can do everything. And so like, but it was good. It was it was it was good. So I would give it four SJs and two star screams, and that's where I'm going to leave it. 
damn. All right, so I think we just had the crew step up in here. This is a this is a, a situation. They getting on the mics right now. So we already explained everything, but it'll be good to get the other two members of the group who actually had an opinion on the show, which I didn't see. Uh, get their opinion. So uh, first we got the the man himself, Laser Beam, who just popped up in here like a a, a Laser Beam. So what's yeah, up? I'm Laser Beam. crazy out here but i beamed through it I so mean, how you feel about it give them your star screams and your sjs just at least in, in your opinion so they know yeah how you yeah feel. so uh, i'm gonna for the sh uh, for this season i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give it uh four and a half sjs uh and i'm gonna give four it and a half. I like that. oh yeah i was i was a big fan and i'm gonna give it one and a half star screams uh i'm going to a little bit why but yeah it's just Tell us why. Oh, it's just basically, you know, um, the comedy, which I really liked, also was a little much. It was the most uh, comedic season. Like, they were, like, the tone was, it was it was getting on that close, It was not close, but it was going towards that George Lucas vibe of, like, he doesn't understand tone Real in his Lucas movies. And he's just like... Oh, I chopped off my hand. Well, boop, 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 boop. Like, <laughs> like, like, you don't understand how tone works, George. I like that because if you check Erica's <laughs> helmet, I was like, that's hard too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, they were getting close with like wacky comedy is happening while intense stuff is is happening, and like, so like the worst case of that is like um, earlier stuff in the seasons, just like people were messing around too much being silly but the the like the best case of that is um later on when they did the uh just edition of uh the singing um if you don't know the singing i won't bring I it see, up i seen the clip okay <laughs> i seen it all right all right of the never-ending story and uh of dustin and his girlfriend while there's uh dangerous stuff and it was actually still worked for me because it didn't go on too long so it was it was it was it worked um, so that's that's like where my star screams are coming from. It's not too much. Um, oh, and I got a little bit of beef, which uh, of uh, with uh, Erica, or essentially I like it. And here's like my hard take on Erica and the uh, the Sinclairs, they're the the Black family. That uh, it's gonna be a spinoff. Yeah, the Sinclairs are uh, uh, Lucas, the Black friend in the group and his sister Erica. <laughs> be like the Cleveland show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying that. I'm going to watch that. He's saying that. Because Lucas out here being a playboy. He a player. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I just um, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because Because they, they like pepper sprayed homie? They're essentially they're <laughs> conservatives. I don't like that they're black conservatives. Um, and it goes back you can see in season two that um uh, when they show the one scene with um, uh, their parents, their parents are just these uh, boomer uh, black people. This is like classic '80s conservative black people, and like he just has a big old. The dad has just big old mustache. Yeah, I and, didn't, yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm I, I'm, I was a kid in the '80s as in a black family in a black spoiler house. alert spoiler alert so <laughs> uh and i grew up in in the hood 
of Chicago. <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> Curtis Blow in the hood. Yeah. On the south side. Uh, Obama just moved there when he was in his uh, 20s. I, I was born in the south side. Oh, laser beams. So, um... So I, I it struck me like real hard with the uh, the black family. They're all they're real conservative. Like he clearly is. I like like creating this narrative in my head. Like the dad, like just got this nice job at some white factory or something, and he moved his family to this super white town in yeah. Hawkins, Indiana. And like all right, yeah. and he's you know, you know Indiana is is on some some real slick like hood. Yeah, like they Indiana was like the they head of the Ku Klux Klan for a long time. Yeah, go to in this country Indiana. in this world. Yeah. <laughs> like so, Indiana is a hard is a hard uh, place to be. Uh, black as a black. Yeah, as a as a black. Oh, I yeah. think everywhere is a hard, <laughs> hard place to be. Black. 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 You know that's oh, just forces yeah. take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It like, is. It's just hard. It's one here. of the hardest. I mean, I heard yeah. let about me, let's reparations put it on the, coming. Let's put it on the spectrum. It's one of the hardest. <laughs> hard. Just hard. Dog. Um, so it's uh, so for him to be like real comfortable there, he's just sitting here reading his newspaper. He's like, mm-hmm. He's a black know, Republican. Black. Like Jay Z and Nas. Yeah. Was that? Was that? Yeah. Track? Mm-hmm. I don't yep. know. So and the fact that his daughter, she's like, I'm a capitalist, free market. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm a free market capitalist. I'm like, ooh, you sound. Okay, I mean, cool, you know. <laughs> I, mean, <I'm, laughs> I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> but uh, so that 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 rubbed me the wrong way because I'm a I'm a hard I'm a hard socialist. <laughs> okay, all right. Hard, hella hard, hard. just hella hard, nigga. Uh, he's hard. practicing because he's going to say he's going to go to say it's hella hard with this socialist. So um, so that you know, um, I was like, yeah, Erica, sell your capitalism. Um, so uh, and then, but uh, I like loved everything. I like pretty much all the other stuff in the show. I loved uh, all the yeah. I'm I'm still in love with all the '80s. I, like I said, I was there in yep. the '80s. Yep. I love all the '80s references, and I was a kid just like these kids. These kids are like probably like five years older than me, um, time wise. I think uh, more or less. Um, but uh, but still, you know, still pretty much same same generation, um, and uh, so. It's it's real good. I, I I don't think it's too much. I think it's exactly what the show needs to be. I think it's homage to that time. I think it's homage to those filmmakers of that time, and the styles of that time. And uh, I think it's it's a fun show. It uh, really knows what to do with its characters and their arcs. It's juggling a lot of characters that it's doing them really well. Yeah. Like some people, like was mentioned earlier, some people who are falling to the wayside is like Jonathan, Jonathan Byers. Come on, my man, get together, get it together. Um. You've, you gotta figure it out but so my last thing I'll mention is some D&D stuff uh, like cause you know uh, so few I get to talk about uh, opportunities I get to talk about D&D spoiler alert Laser Beam likes D&D <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard from the previous 40 episodes <laughs> exactly and uh, this show's all about D&D it's all about D&D everybody so Stranger Things if you like Stranger Things then you like D&D deal with it nerds yeah exactly uh, like they did with in erica your, in your mouth yeah deal with it so um as like uh double black and court winder were saying earlier um a lot of people are like D character adjacent but i i feel like uh there's a couple other things so like i feel like erica is the hard rogue she as it's called in uh oh, third okay. edition on ford uh and first and second edition it's called a thief 
is the character class. And uh, she's just a thief, a rogue. She sneaks in. She's all about the money. Uh, she's just greedy. She wants money. She uh, She's good at sneaking into places and just getting past traps and things and, and whatnot. She's got her little toolkits. I feel like, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's the the kid with the gap tooth uh, catalyst uh, <laughs> essentially I, I forget his I name I just blanked on his name yeah exactly Dustin Dustin, yeah, Dustin. Uh, he is a artificer or artificer oh yeah from uh, new yeah. editions yeah he's an artificer uh, he's a uh, he's not a classic I don't even role. know what that means I know. Making <laughs> stuff, son. Yeah, it's a class that just, uh, like, an engineer in a fantasy setting. Like, they make in, like, kind of, sometimes it's steampunky ish because the D&D is set in olden times. So it'll be, like, steampunk-ish. Or essentially a person who makes shit, like a Gears uh, tech tech person. Essentially a tech person in the D&D setting. Okay. You know. Uh, okay. Like, you, like your boy, let's get it started, Forge. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, bring it back to Ford. Essentially, is so well, like a mechromancer. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, exactly a technomancer, uh, or mech. Yeah, mech. You know, essentially that's <clears throat> that's what. Uh, or or like the the whole plane that Chandra from Magic, Chandra Nalar. She from I thought she was Kaladesh. The fire one. Yeah, but she left because she did magic, and she's from a plane that it was is all artificers. Isn't, there, isn't they, there a metal dude though that doesn't? Yeah, but no, is. Chandra's whole plane. It, oh, yeah, okay. I'm saying. Yeah, so essentially that's what Dustin is. He's the most tech person on the crew, and he's got all that tech stuff. And so he's a, I call him an artificer. Yeah, I agree for everybody else. Like, uh, Lucas is a ranger. Even, like, like He's shooting fire uh, bows, fire arrows at the, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, everybody's like their own thing. Um, I, I say, and here's another deep dive for you. Let's get deep on it. Well, real quick. Uh, Max, Maxine, Max. Yeah. She's a cleric, but with a devotion to uh, travel. Oh, wow. <laughs> like she's a, a travel cleric. Uh, <laughs> I see, I'm, I'm going to get to Yeah, you're deep. You're that's like too deep this. for me. That's too deep Do for it. me. That's, that's fair. Clerics are, they devoted to gods, and gods have devotions of, like, you know, I'm the god of healing or sun or yeah. time or whatever. And, like, there's a, there are gods who are devoted to travel and speed, like Hermes. Hermes yep. And, and that kind of stuff, Mercury and that kind of thing, and so uh, she would be devoted because she's all of, like when she was first introduced. I guess with season two, yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. I'm a okay. skateboarder, all I'm right. a zoomer. Damn. Like right. she's like I'm a zoomer, wow. I'm a skateboarder. Uh, this was in season two, and yeah. she's like, and she drives the car in season two. Yeah, no. like no nobody can drive. She's like I love driving. She's Max like Max can do it. So Max can do it. And so she's a, and then she heals uh, people. She be healing people up, and she healed up. Uh, what's her name? In Eleven. Eleven. In season came, three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's a cleric, okay. but a cleric of travel ah, that's and speed. A that's a, I, I get spoken <laughs> word. I get it. That. I get that. Spoken that's some, that's that. some Final yes. Fantasy tactic shit. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's that's my last deep dive on nerd. Reiterate uh, SJ Star Screams just so they so, know. Uh, SJs. I'm gonna give it uh, four and a half SJs, um, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, one and a half star screams Word for this up. season. Season Word three. Up. This season. And yes. last but most certainly not least, we got that man Force back here. Whatever, everybody. It's one and only Force. I am here, <clears throat> strange as can be. Uh, yeah. This is a rare time. I don't think a lot of times me and Laser Beam don't don't literally line up. And I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna give Stranger Things season three four and a half SJs. 
and one and a half star screens. Whoa, what? the perfect score. <clears throat> That's you know what it is. Yeah. And uh, a couple reasons why I got it. Like, you know, everyone else has talked about how great this show is. Uh, Catalyst already said he's going to watch it just from yeah, hearing yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch it for uh, sure. If you haven't, you should check it out. But here's a couple of things I really enjoyed. Probably uh, be my vacation viewing. That's what's up. Yeah. Because yeah. we going to San Diego. <laughs> we still got content for you. Don't be worried. You will get episodes while we gone. But we going to be gone. And then uh, check our, you know, social media, live streams, all that shit. So listen, uh, everyone talked about how this is a great, it, you know, this is the 80s redone. You know, and they're doing it really well. Uh, what I like is that for people who didn't grow up in the 80s, it's a chance to really re-experience some of these things and see where the ideas for a lot of, you know, the, the shows and the movies that people love currently come from. And I love the fact that Stranger Things does that without, you know, rebooting uh, old franchise. Like, all these characters are original. They feel uh, comfortable, but new. Mm-hmm. You know, like Max being a cleric. That's like, it's a different take on some of these things. So they're putting a lot of effort into that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, those kids' careers in the future. Um, a big thing for me was the mall. And I know that Laser, uh, Double Black and Cordwinder talked about the mall. But, you know, the mall is having a resurgence, which is crazy. So, you know, this generation is refinding stuff that we... You know, spoiler alert, <coughs> I grew up in the 80s, too. It's a good place in, to fight. In the D.C., which apparently was hard That's all as well. That's all that happens at my mall. So there is. No, there's a lot of stuff. You know, Macy's is doing this whole story exhibit. Uh, people are really focusing on rebuilding the mall, uh, which is tough because, you know, mom and pop shops have been losing for a bit. But we watched, even in our area, as Faces, which was a mom and pop shop, just moved to the mall. And a lot of people were sad about that, but you're watching a lot of that thing, you know, those things happening now. So I, I like the fact that they, you know, really focus not too much on the mall, but they're like when I saw the Walden Books, homie, that like I remember as oh, a I young remember nerd. Walden books, that's, that was my favorite store in the I mall. I was real young with the Walden Books. Same here. Everybody else books. used to want to go check out the shoes and all that stuff. I was like, Mock, can I, I go like to the shoes. Walden Books? I do yeah. like shoes. So salute to that. Um, and I also like the yeah. fact that a yeah. lot of this this season especially but every season it's always been brains versus brawn kind of thing and i felt like this one really put that down because interesting you know the the mind flare before it was just a mind flare now he had this physical component yeah. and i know that uh double black and them talked about it but i, I like that how it was brains versus brawn uh even the talk about erica being a nerd you know this is what i was waiting for a lot of my life is to be like being a nerd is actually pretty cool you know, we're living in a time where, you know, that's being respected. So I'm, I'm totally down with that. Uh, another thing I had to talk about is the sound. You know, the, I'm, I'm big on sound. If you don't know me and Catalyst, we and Cordwinder were all musicians. And the soundscape for a show can make or break things. And I was watching it with my partner. Indeed. And, you know, she was like, I can't even look at it. Even the sound of the, you know, the flare moving affected her. Mm. And so salute to the people who did the sound. Because, mm. you know, a lot of that old 80s stuff, they had that weird, like, flowy things. And, you know, you had people in there with, like, a watermelon and, and push it, you know, just trying to make these squishy They made sounds. real, yeah, like, yeah. goopy noises, man. Like, they did that on a, on a consistent basis. And so I just want to say shout-out to that. And, you know, other, you know, there's Easter eggs all around. They, they gave a shout-out to Cyborg in this season. So that was dope with the Prometheum. Uh, if you didn't hear our Cyborg episode, peep that out. Uh, 
yeah. or talk about it. In, and, uh, you know, for me, the whole thing that I, I gave it one and a half star screams is, again, the use of black female characters. They're a little too stereotypical as well. Uh, like the black receptionist at the hospital. Yeah. Yakin, like, I just... I, it, I loved it because it's true. I was going to say, black ladies be, <laughs> like, be reception. That was, like, that was true, but it was leaning into the stereotype. But it was yeah. like, it was real, man. It's real. I, it's real. You know, like... Sorry. It was those yeah, right? blue, like, I'm not going to invite her over. She don't like my peach. I was like, oh, that's, this is like... That's a black woman. Like, I haven't even seen aunts, it. And I know. teachers. And I know. Sorry. That's I'm some sorry. shit. That's some shit mommy would say. <laughs> say. I'm sorry. That's some shit. Yes. All right. But, so, but so, yeah, so sure. that, you know, and it, sure. it wasn't enough to turn me on. But I like, I but see what you're doing. It's only one black woman that's on the show. Yeah. Adult woman. Yeah. It's and, the only one. And, 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 and so, so she's like, 100% of the representation. Yeah. So, and so that, yeah. that got me. And uh, the only thing, again, so I'm, I'm giving it four and a half uh, SJs and one and a half star screams. And I have one prediction for season four, which I hope comes true. And I'm hoping mm. they team up. I'm looking for the superpower team up. Because 11 too. is me the too. 11th of her kind. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe there are other superpower folks in other countries. And I mm. think that... Uh, like the X-Men. You know, we only met one other superpower being, and that was eight in yeah, season two. Eight. So as Catalyst told me, in the sports world, a lot of teams have 11 players. NFL teams have and, 11 and so on each rugby. side of the ball. I think, I, don't don't mark yeah. me on the rugby, but sure, right. NFL, soccer, it's, it's you know. 11. It's 11 on so, people. Yeah, so it's yeah. 11, and, and that's what I think. Uh, it would be great, because they've introduced great characters. Every season, they've introduced people that I care about, and that's mm-hmm. hard. Uh, and they do do a good job of, of giving people space, but I'm looking forward to maybe the super team up yeah. in season four. Because if you're gonna keep, you know, escalating, what what next? Like, you know, you gotta have something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's it. So force out. Out. So I'm glad we really got to bring this to y'all. That was unexpected. People hopping up in in the last minute and stuff, and we get to do this for you guys. Um, so yo, yo. please keep subscribing, keep commenting, keep giving us feedback. Um, you know. Catch us at Comic-Con. Walk up on us. I know, you know, it's difficult to tell what we look like from the drawing. Pretty soon we'll have video and you can identify. But if you see us, come holler at us, man. Thanks. Begin podcast. Out. Peace. Peace.